Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Listen now for a word from our Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that reason, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the child wrapped in a bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel the multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and, and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. When I was a child, my parents bought a nativity scene from Sears, and it was made out of paper mache and resin, which we all know is just a fancy word for plastic. But I thought it was beautiful and much too wonderful to be let alone. Every year, my mom would put it out on a table in our living room, and when I thought no one was looking, I'd go in there and play with the pieces, you know, act out all kinds of stories. Well, then one afternoon, the inevitable happened. I dropped the angel of the Lord, and her arm broke off. 
And in a panic, I ran and I got scotch tape and I tried to put the arm back on to no avail. So I ended up having to carry the broken pieces to my mother and confess to her that yes, I, Holly, had maimed the angel of the Lord. But she was merciful and comforted me. And then she used some super glue to put the arm back on. But you could still see the crack. Over the years, that nativity suffered various other indignities, including a prolonged period of storage in the attic, where the Texas heat turned some of the pieces yellow and melted the donkey's ears just a little bit, just a little bit. Well, all these years later, I have that nativity scene now at my house, and it's my favorite. I love it the best even though I have several others that are gorgeous and perfect, including one where the baby Jesus lays in his little manger with a tiny crown on his head, and another one where, friends, I promise you, Joseph looks a lot like a bearded Brad Pitt. <laughs> but I love that old nativity best because it's imperfect. Every year when I set it out, I'm reminded of the great truth that Jesus came out of love for broken people, imperfect people, ordinary people, people like you and me. And friends, this might be the most astonishing thing about Christmas, really, this good news that God came to be with us in Jesus Christ, even though we are so ordinary and imperfect and broken. Because you see, it seems as long as people have existed, we've had this sneaking suspicion deep down that if we want love, we're going to have to earn or deserve it. And that God's love is reserved for perfect people. People who have done everything right. People who check all the boxes. People who have achieved some level of spiritual greatness. So it is astonishing to us. It's incredible to us. God has come to be with us, to share our life, our birth, our death, and everything in between, not because we earned or deserved it, but because God loved us in the first place. What this means, friends, is that if you've ever laid awake at night and wondered, does God love me despite the things I've done? The birth of Jesus Christ is the definitive answer to your question. God loves us ordinary folk. God came to be with us because God loves us that much. We are wonderfully and thoroughly loved. Oh my goodness. We are wonderfully and thoroughly loved by God. Now many of you know that I am a big fan of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Y'all know that, right? Lots of you do. I've talked about it before. I wouldn't miss it. I watch it every single year. And if you're familiar with that show, you know that it's got a fairly simple plot. Charlie Brown is searching for the meaning of Christmas. And after a rather disastrous attempt at directing a Christmas play, which just kind of degenerates into kids dancing to jazz piano music, Charlie Brown and his friend Linus go to a tree lot to buy a Christmas tree for the group. 
when they get to the lot, they find out that the latest in Christmas trees is something that is fake, perfect, shiny, and metal. You can knock on them. And Linus wants to get one of those, but Charlie Brown instead selects a real tree, tiny and fragile and a little forlorn. He tries to decorate it, which doesn't go well. He hangs one single red ornament on the top, and it just sort of droops over. And then Charlie Brown turns away, so sad and disappointed. Something amazing happens then, though. All the other kids come, and they, they see the potential in the little tree. They see that it just needs love. And they decorate it with love and care, and Charlie Brown can hardly believe his eyes when he turns around and sees the little tree transformed. There are a lot of wonderful scenes in that show, my friends. But it seems that that one with the little tree is nearly everybody's favorite. And I think the reason is because we see ourselves in that little tree. All of us want to be picked. All of us want to be loved. Even if we're not perfect. Even if we're not the latest model. And the good news of Christmas is that God loves us like that. That God loves us in all of our humanness so much that God came to be with us, and that is why Jesus' name is also Emmanuel, which means God with us. And it is by his love that we are transformed. Friends, the good news we celebrate this night is that unto us in the city of David, a Savior has been born, Christ the Lord. Unto us he has been born. Unto us us ordinary, imperfect, broken people. He comes to us in love, and that is why he is Emmanuel, God with us. That, my friends, is the beauty and the power and the glory of Christmas. May it be yours this year. Will you pray with me? Holy God, we give you thanks for you come to us as our Savior, Jesus Christ, how grateful we are for the love and the grace that you show. And Lord, we ask that you would help us open our hearts to receive you again this year and share your love generously with the world. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.